Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. Let's jump right in. So uh, basically space tech, med tech seems to dominate and setting the tone for the beginning of the year. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, let's jump right in with the first news, the biggest raise of the week, FTNet. Sales tech startup in the pharma sector raising 3 million from angel investors. So FTNet basically uh, facilitate the connection between pharmacies and big pharma. Uh, so it's a, it's a kind of a specialized B2B marketplace. And uh, this is interesting because uh, basically he's, they're trying to disrupt um, sort of a very old um, uh, marketplace and uh, relationship between big pharma plus uh, uh, local pharmacies and uh, throwing basically uh, digital tools to actually make uh, that happen. So interesting application, uh, very well, um, good round, I would say. Uh, we don't have too many details on that, but definitely it's one of the biggest of last week. So definitely worth uh, mentioning. Uh, what is your take on that, Nick? most interesting bit is that uh, when you think that the market is, you know, uh, perfectly functioning, well-oiled, uh, and everything is going smooth, um, the market where, you know, um, pharmacy drugs uh, and items get from, from the pharma industry to the pharmacies, someone spots an opportunity and creates a product, and this is uh, one of these, these cases. So I find it interesting that, is a, that there is an opportunity there. Uh, if you think about it, I think most more pharmacies are actually using the traditional hub and spot distribution and uh, you know, traditional ways to, 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 to get assets to, to provision to, supply, to suppliers. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, quite interesting. Awesome. So um, going back to space economy. So we've, we've seen some space deal last week. Again, this week is uh, something moved. So the space economy is really leaving an optimi optimization and accessibility of infrastructure golden age, I would say, from what we're, we keep seeing. So uh, SPIN, in this particular case, a space tech startup raising 1.64 million from Galaxia, Scientifica VC, and Lazio Innova. So, um, first of all, let's understand a little bit what uh, SPIN is essentially doing. So, um, from the website, they basically make clear that they are a provider of innovative modular space manufacturing solution. So, essentially, the idea is that uh, how engineering in space has been uh, handled is changing. So, right now, everything is, is model-based, system engineering methodology-based. Uh, so really the idea is to, uh, when building like space uh, components, um, everything is made in modules and with digital simulation. And uh, the focus is really to see how exactly each piece interaction interacts with each other. And uh, they really like um, lower the cost and make everything more effective. And the spin is playing in this market by providing this tool, which is called MA61C, which is essentially is an adapter. It's a very advanced adapter that that allows basically parts of the satellite to effectively and uh, uh, not like very cheaply communicate among each other. So definitely a golden age to how exactly make things cheaper, quicker, faster, and uh, more usable. So the space economy is actually benefiting from that wave. What's, uh, what's your feel on this? No, yeah, I totally agree. As you know, we, we, we have a fund investing in the space economy. We've seen this trend coming up, we've got a lot of um, opportunities emerging from the European market in particular. 
uh, this is another interesting interesting bit in a sense there's um privatization of the space economy so meaning more um more private um private companies are entering the markets with products and try basically to industrialize the entire process of space tech is a very interesting trend one that will define the, the future years uh, and uh, as a side note, did you notice that MA61C, if you take, a, if you look at it from, you know, from an angle, it sounds like magic. Ooh, very it's, interesting. It, it reads that's, like uh, magic. That's your engineering soul coming out and, uh, you know, thinking yeah, like no one of them. That's awesome. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's magic. Okay. <laughs> it's magic, man. It's magic. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, let's take a look at the investors. Like, exactly. I was saying the same. I was going to say the same. Yeah, let's do that. So let's talk about Galaxia for a second. Uh, so uh, my understanding is that this is part of the uh, CDP tech transfer ecosystem in general. Uh, they really focus on early stage to see the investment, 250 to 1 million ticket. And what is interesting is that they have a very, very... Uh, focus on deep tech and a very solid technical incubation program supported by Oblo. Uh, so I was not too much aware of Oblo. I'm not too much into deep tech, but uh, these guys apparently like are in the forefront of actually supporting companies uh, to develop like their own like deep tech projects. So very interesting interaction between you know CDP going specific on a vertical and involving a very, very um, specialized incubator and accelerator. So very interesting play here. If I may add a couple of uh, bits of information on this, um, uh, CDP has many, many funds, uh, direct funds, fund of funds uh, uh, that are investing and supporting the, the ecosystem. And there is one specific fund with a kind of a mixed mission with doing a lot of different stuff. That's the tech transfer fund. Uh, they're doing, an, they're having an interesting approach in a sense. They they created um, innovation hubs, uh, thematic innovation hubs about robotics, about uh, farming, about as in the case of Galaxia, space tech and deep tech, uh, um, providing capacity to invest but also to support very um, early stage startups, and then. The tech transfer fund is also a, a fund of fund investor in deep tech funds. Interesting. Um, so, it, yeah. So, and it is in, you know a mixed strategy for this specific vehicle. That's quite sizable because from the website they have two hundred and eighty-five millions under management. So, quite quite a bit of firepower. Awesome. So moving uh, on, uh, Scientifica VC also very interesting play. Uh, they are supporting basically like all, all the sort of the, the, the chain of value from university to actually early stage companies. They have a very interesting program for students in the STEM um, uh, fields. Uh, they also offer like, uh, like uh, money for researchers to actually develop their own project very interestingly. And then of course, early stage companies that are like newly formed. So it's a very nice bridge that they're building there. Um, I don't know how, how, how effective that's going to push uh, all the research forward, but definitely it's a very, very solid idea to build this bridge. They have a, quite a sizable portfolio, actually. Uh, so that's, a, that's an interesting uh, player in the ecosystem, for sure. Uh, for example, um, a specific quantum investment vehicle or 
I think so. Out. Yes. Uh, yeah. So very interesting. Hundred percent. And then of course, um, Latinova, Latinova, big player has been a big player for decades, maybe I would say in terms of the the innovation ecosystem in Italy in general. Uh, so right now, this fund has uh, Latinova is twenty one million in uh, under management, uh, the latest version of it at least. And uh, so yeah, very very present investor I would say, co investor as well in particular. So very very interesting. All right. So moving to medtech, um, medtech is uh, is and continues to be one of the big sectors favored by Italian early stage investors. I would say so. Uh, Panake's partner joined Sophie Nova partner another investor in the 20 million, 20 million seed round raised by Disco Pharm- Pharmaceutical, a biotech, biotech startup. So uh, we've seen Panake's uh, like very very active. They're one of the biggest. An active investor, but before before we move to that, let's understand a little bit more about what this company is doing. And uh, you know, we are always taking the of the perspective of ignorant people in the in the medtech space. So apologies for imprecision. So essentially, uh, the first term to understand, I think, is what well, I didn't know it existed. Surface Home. Uh, I don't know how Nick you are familiar with this terminology. So it's the basically no, all these. <laughs> okay, good. Interesting because, uh, so as you know, we talk about genome, we talk about words with OM, right? Just to identify an ecosystem. Surface OM is basically the, um, uh, the, com- the, catal- the cataloging of uh, uh, all the molecules that are present on the surface of a cell. So why is this relevant? This is relevant because essentially variation in what is happening on the surface of a cell can be a very, very a precise signal on certain disease that might be starting developing, including cancer and other type of diseases. So people are really looking close to the surface and what's going on in the surface of the cell. So um, surface home discovery technology uh, basically enables a comprehensive map of uh, the cancer cell surface uh, so that people can actually identify draggable targets. And that's the idea. So this company, uh, Disco Pharmaceutical, is basically specializing in this um, and trying to identify at scale new targets so they can actually develop drug. So having said that, uh, you know, we learned a new term. It's an interesting angle for, for medtech, for sure. Um, Sophie Nova is one of the big pan-European funds in the medtech space and life science. That has been that is, is basically very present in the market with 2.5 billion under management, seven funds with seven different strategies in the life science space. So huge investor and a very specialized co-investor being, of course, Panakes, uh, focusing in Europe, Italy, of course, and Israel, and uh, very very active and notable investor in the field. I would say so. That's uh, what I I wanted to say about this deal in particular. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, I mean, space tech and med tech are dominating, seems to. So um, let's also talk about a very interesting... Blockchain. Yeah, let's talk about blockchain. Very curious. Exactly. Thank you. So Landit, B2B credit sharing startup raised an indisclosed amount from Dpixel, a native tokenized fundraise. Uh, Seed Venture was the platform enabling the deal. So, any thoughts on this one? Interesting. Uh, I was I was very curious about knowing more about this uh, this this, uh, this deal. 
uh, so the, I know the Peaks are very well. I've been working there. I had been working there a few years ago. Uh, they currently are part of the Sella ecosystem, the Sella Bank ecosystem. So very, uh, the bank very active in the innovation space in Italy and in technology space. Um, and the Pixel today is a, a is an operator in the acceleration and incubation uh, space. Um, and they incubated, among others, two startups, Seed Venture and Lendit. Uh, and, and Seed Venture is offering this organization technology. Uh, and Lendit is a, a traditional, let me say so, startup in the credit sharing space. Uh, and I find it very interesting that the Pixel used one startup to invest in the other using a native token on the platform. And the interesting bit is, is that the, the token is immediately liquid. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So unlike many, unlike the traditional VC, VC investment that's absolutely illiquid by design sometimes. Interesting. Yeah, definitely something to monitor, I would say. Very, very mm. interesting way to, to proceed in this one. Very cool. Yeah. Are we, are we entering into the next wave of blockchain tech? Yeah. Will it be similar to the previous one or will it be more fundamental? That's a good question because, uh, uh, you know, something survived the big uh, apocalypse, the crypto apocalypse, including, you know, blockchain technology for industry, this kind of financing. I've spoken with people still thinking about DAOs, Nick, imagine. So they're still there. They're still still out there. Somewhere, yes. Not sure how. But it, they're still out there, so very, very interesting uh, elements to definitely like remember. Yeah, I'm very curious because a lot of banks, for example, remember in 2017, 18, where everybody had a blockchain strategy. Every bank, for example, we're going to tokenize all our ledgers, and then everybody silently dropped the projects. Yeah, uh, maybe something is coming back. So this is interesting something to to to, to look into. Right, let's get back to physical goods. New generation of wine shop is emerging, digitized dataware and education oriented. So uh, interestingly, we are seeing Italian startup acquiring other companies more and more frequently. In this case, in particular, wine livery acquired become some. So wine livery basically has a very cool, interesting um, value proposition. Essentially, they are gonna deliver your wine within 30 minutes. And they have a big catalog of uh, liquor, spirits, and wines to deliver. And uh, they did three crowdfunding campaigns. They have like investor like X Equity and Jellyfy. And uh, they've been basically opening like a few stores around the, <clears throat> the country, including Rome, Milan, and a few other stores in franchise. So it's an interesting model that seems to fly. What is interesting is that they're uh, very much entering the data and the media, the media business. Uh, and in this case, we become some, um, that's a, a very interesting step. So um, for two reasons, one, as you always mention, you know, small startup acquiring other smaller startup or medium startup acquiring other startup for you know, integration and of operation. That's very interesting. But also the idea of pushing the education side, that's also an interesting angle for the wine, for wine first sort of a company. 
so become some for people that are listening uh, is a prep course website that essentially help you out to pass the sommelier exam uh, in Italy, but also a few international ones like the WSET. Uh, so it's interesting. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, just not doing uh, delivery, but also fostering education, working on marketing. And of course, as uh, uh, you know, the wine library people, I'm, I'm sure they're aware data is essential here, not only, you know, for the business, but also for customer acquisition and engagement. So very, very interesting play. Yeah, in a sense, it's a play by the books, right? So you create a product and then you start training the, 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 the users to better use the product. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, though, uh, we've seen uh, wine companies or online wine marketplace. Nobody did this move before, even if ex post. I mean, basically pointing on the, on the education side, like the professional education side. I mean, I, I don't remember anyone like going hard on this one. So this is interesting that they're kind of, I don't know if the first or maybe one of the, you know, one of the first that are, are like taking this angle. So pretty interesting. Uh, this is good, but I do, I do remember. I don't have memories of previous operations like, like this one, but good point. Awesome. Nick, all right. So that concludes this week's episode. So thank you for joining and uh, I'll see you next week. Thank you, Jack, for hosting and see you in a week. <laughs>